0: Father God, good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit, and good morning, Tedline. Father God, as we come before you this morning in an in a, in a attitude, or with an attitude of thanksgiving. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for how you are manifesting yourself in our lives, how you are making yourself known how you are making yourself real. And for that, we just want to say thank you. We want to thank you, Lord God, how you sent Jesus and you gave him all power. All power. And then Jesus said he would give us, he would transfer that power to us who believe. So coming to you this morning, Father God, as believers, And, Father God, those uh, on this deadline with unbelief, help their unbelief this morning. Help their unbelief. Help us to understand the benefits of our benefactor. And that's you, Lord God. And how we receive through faith in you how we receive by faith in you, how we receive of faith in you and through faith in you. So my prayer this morning, help us, help us this morning, help me this morning. And I thank you because your word is true. Your word said for this purpose, the son of God was revealed to destroy the works of the devil. Help us this morning. And your word also says, on earth, as it is in heaven. Help us this morning. Bring your heaven with all its manifestation of your goodness on this earth. In Jesus' name I pray this morning. Amen. Brothers and sisters, uh, you know what it's about? Everything you're going through, and, uh-oh. Everything um, you see seeing your children and your grandchildren go through. I think it's about God in his attempt to restore us to Himself. That's what I. See.
1: I know His name. Thank You for my storm. I'm restored and I've been rewarded. I'm redeemed from guilt and shame. Never rejected, just recognized. Now I'm exhausted because I know His. I know his name Come on, take it up I'm restored And I've been rewarded (laughs) I've been redeemed
0: Sisters, you know, whenever the children of Israel were going to war, there was always a preparation. God always prepared his children for the war and And he always prepared them for the warfare. And um, a couple of times he prepared them to lose. (laughs) If you read your Bible, you'll see that. And the only time they ever lost is when they called themselves going to war and they were in sin. Or they had transgressed God's law. Or they had just please die, really. So, the Bible says, who goeth to war before counting up the cost?" And you see, a lot of people today, you know, they are really, hey, they done bought a lot of lies from liars liar. Because they think they can go to war against the devil and not be prepared. They think that they can say, you know, uh, I'm going to the enemy's camp and they're going to do something to the devil or take something back from the devil and they have not been prepared. Because let me tell you something, the devil will tear you up. He will stomp in your face and beat you down when you call yourself coming against him and you got sin in your own life. And you weren't even smart enough to repent. And you're talking about you're going to go into the devil's camp. It's just crazy. Say you're going to defeat the devil. You're going to defeat the devil and you're halfway in partnership with him. It's crazy. It's just crazy. The Bible says, who goeth to war before preparing themselves? Who builds a foundation before counting up the cost? I got the names of the people that are going to be praying today. Actually, I started yesterday. Yesterday, believe it or not, I don't know how close you know God, but yesterday God told me what to eat. And I told uh, Brother Joe, my husband, who all you all know, he's a chef. I said, I need you to fix this for me to eat today, and for all of us to eat, and um, and he did. And when he fixed it, I, I I didn't eat. I didn't have to eat a lot, but I felt full, full, full. I mean, really full. And um, and I looked at it. That's because, see. God will tell you, God will prepare you for war. So yesterday, God told told me what to eat. We all ate it, by the way. And God told us, each one of us here, what work had to be done. Because we work here every day. We work on the average. Of, that's how we get stuff done. So it seemed like fast, but it's, it seems slow to us, but... On the average, we work here uh, at least 12 hours a day, and that's why a lot of people can't take me. A lot of people, you know, I wanted to train them, and I wanted to really train them, which means, you know, I invited them to come and stay. But the amount of work I do, they just can't—they just can't keep up. And I find that strange because I'm 70, and they be they like. Um, thirties, forties, and, and they just and, and it's only because of bad habits. No other reason. They they never develop a habit for work. But yet, it's still, they'll go to the gym and work out, you know, for hours. But they they don't want to give God. When in essence, you know my philosophy about this. You owe God 2.4 hours every day. If you're a tither, then you owe God 10% of your day every day. That would be 2.4 hours. And I live like that, too. Every day of my life, I give God exclusively 2.4 hours. Because my whole life is ceded to God. So I tithe my time to God as well. So I asked God, I said yesterday, I said, okay, we're going into the spirit warfare. I said, um, you, you told me how to eat, and I had a lot of energy after I ate what God told us to fix and eat. I had a lot of energy. Um, I, don't, I don't tell other people how to do anything, but I tell you, let go to God and get your lifestyle. Go to God. He'll tell you what to eat. He'll even tell you what to wear. So when you go out to witness, somebody will recognize you and know that you're the one. People say, oh, I saw you and you had on that right there Uh because God told me to wear that today. So that you so that when I come, I would be the witness you recognize because God already showed you. I was coming. He already showed you what I was going to have on. And likewise, Likewise, he'll show me a person, or person, and he'll show me what they're going to have on and what they're going to do because why? Because that person obeyed God. They didn't know why God told them to do that for that particular day. So, you know, everybody's teaching you how to hear God, but I sure hope they're teaching you how to obey him too. Because what, what, what and, and not to be hearing him. For your own self serving purposes, all the time. He can tell you what street to be on, where, where he got a blessing waiting for you at a certain time. Problem is, not as everybody thinks that uh, they're hearing God for somebody else, but let me tell you something God talked to you for you first. I say, God talked to you for you first. Even if he gives you a message, it's for you first. Are you going to go tell somebody else? And you didn't get the part that was your part. When you get ready to go to war, God prepares you. When you get ready to step into spirit warfare, he will have prepared you prior. If God can't throw you out there to the devil and and, uh, you don't know how to When? what loving father would do that none and your father God loves you he's not going to do that to you and the way I like to to follow him is he gives me his word it's just like for this warfare here God gave me Psalms 79.9, 79 9 for the warfare I'm about to engage in. <laughs> and you know how Psalm 79 9 starts? Help us. Help us, O oh God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sin for thy name's sake. That's what God gives me going into battle. Now, isn't that amazing? I bet you thought he talked another kind of way. Mm -mm. With me, it always starts with me. So I want to make sure. Those of you that are gonna pray that you really prepared. And the first thing in preparation for warfare, brothers and sisters, the second scripture he gave me was Matthew six thirteen. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Then he went on and gave in Luke 11.4 And forgive us our sins But we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us And lead us not into temptation But deliver us from evil And then he went on into 2 Corinthians 1 and 10 Who delivered us from so great a death And thus deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us then he went on into galatians 1 and 4 he gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of god and our father then we went on into colossians 1 and 13. this was yesterday in preparation for spirit warfare today, Colossians 1 and 13, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, then we cruise on over to Acts 26 and 18, Let me know why we're doing this to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Then he had to remind me, Romans chapter 3, verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. And then he had to say, Okay, now I showed you what, wherefore. He said, And this is what you got to remember. Romans 14 23. But whatsoever is not a faith is sin. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. That would be 1 Corinthians 15, 17. Then Galatians 3 and 22, for the people. But the scripture has concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Timothy 1 and 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of our acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. See? You don't, you don't, let's go. Hebrews 2 17. Wherefore, in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest <clears throat> in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Brothers and sisters, you can't go in this kind of warfare with sin. You will get tore up. The retaliation will harm you. But I really hope you know this already. You're going to have to go into this kind of warfare with clean hands and a clean heart. Like First John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And understanding Revelation 1 and 5 and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. See, we can't you can't go into this kind of warfare with no lies. I mean, I mean, even lies about yourself, thinking you are this, that, or the other. It's going to take Jesus. It's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have enough power to overcome. No, uh, uh you, you, you. my point is this: you can't come to Jesus with no lies, and you can't do no spiritual warfare with no lies. Remember what I. Taught you the other day about those images. You can't come to Jesus in none of those images in this kind of war warfare. It's got to be the real, authentic you with all of your whatever. It doesn't matter, cause the Bible says that God remembers that we're but dust anyway. He remembers. So, you know, it's time, Jesus said, 1 John 2 and 4, he that said, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. You can't come to die with these, it just ain't going to work. Not in this kind of warfare, you will get eaten alive. And I think that's why you have so many defeated Christians. I think that's why you have so many, quote, defeated believers. Because they confess with their mouth they believe, but in their heart they're cowards. coward. And when I say coward, I mean, I mean a coward. Because they know they can't come even before God with all these lies, with all this filth, with all this foulness, and with all these demons. The Bible says Satan cannot cast out Satan. It don't work. So I'm trying to spare you some grief and aggravation. Don't do it if you know you got sin in the camp. And I'm not talking about, it ain't ain't no big, look. There's no big sin and there's no little sin. But Jesus has given you a remedy for your sin. If you think you're going to come before him, if you think you you can't even, so you know it is fruitless to come before the devil with sin in the camp. It's a waste of time. All you're doing is giving him an opening to tear you up. When all you have to do is repent. And some of your sins are bad habits. Some of you habitually sin. Because you have taken on a sin as a habit. You know you don't need to be coming to God coming to God what's that thing? Vaping? Vamping or whatever it is. Smoking cigarettes. Defiling God's temple and you're gonna come and say Satan, the Lord rebuke you. He's going to say, no, no, no. You can't rebuke me. I'm living in your chest. <laughs> Every time you draw in, I'm I'm the one you sucking in. Satan, the Lord, no, no, no. You can't rebuke me. You lying and getting medical marijuana so you could be high all the time. Satan, the Lord, no, no, no. You can't rebuke me. Because you're addicted to pain pills. Satan, no, he said, shut up, liar. How you going to rebuke the devil going into his kingdom? How are you going to rebuke the devil being in partnership with him through pornography? on the internet, don't do it, don't even try it, how are you going to rebuke the devil stealing, Satan said, yeah, open your mouth, so I can condemn you by your own words, by your own actions, by your own activities. How are you going to come to him sneaking and doing witchcraft, sneaking and going to the witch? The devil going to say, come on. Come on, you liar. I got something for you. What the devil got for you? It's more what you already got because you lied and said you came out of it and then you went right back in it. I don't want you on my prayer team. I don't want you praying with me because I don't want to have to rebuke your devils. See, that's unnecessary work. I got to rebuke the hindrances you come in with. I'm telling you, Come clean with God for once so he can clean you up. It is not God that's having you go through these cycles again and again and again and again. It's the devil, and it's you working in compliance with his rules and his ways of doing things. Yeah, I know some of you don't like me this morning. It's okay. You didn't like me before I started. But I'm telling you, save yourself. Stop lying to yourself. Well, Erica, why are you saying I'm saying this? I see a lot of men and women, and they throw off the blame. My wife is not saved. My wife do this than the other. And you know what I had to tell a man last night? I said, you're the problem. You're the problem. Shut up telling me about your wife. Your wife is a sinner. Your wife is doing what sinners do. You're the problem. You say you saved. And you don't even have enough power of God flowing through you to convert your wife while she Sleeping. Shut up, liar. Boy, he got mad with me. He said, I ought to slam this phone down. I said, you should have not even picked it up calling me. You don't have a wife problem. You have a sinner problem. You have an unbelief problem. I said again, you should have enough power coming out of you that you can. Your wife can say while she sleeps. He said, "What you mean?" I said, "It doesn't have to happen overnight." I said, "But little by little, man. Little by little." Your wife can be saved. Your wife ain't your problem. Your problem is the devil, and your problem is sin. He said, What sin? I said, Okay. I don't want to I call them doughboy. You know, till the pills very dough. <laughs> I said, look. You berating your wife, you trying to put the blame on your wife for the very same thing that was put on you before you got saved. You were a sinner, too, and you done forgot it. You done forgot that it was with loving kindness that Jesus drew you. And it's going to be with loving kindness that he draws your wife. I said, but there's something else that he could draw your wife with. I said, that's a manifestation of the supernatural power of God flowing out of you into her while she's sleeping. He said, I don't understand. I said, get the Bible. Go read the Bible. It talks about while men slept, devils came. So why can't wild men sleep? Jesus worked. said it's going to take loving kindness and it's going to take you to do some spiritual warfare I say, but you can't stop with your buddies for a beer because the spirit's in the beer working against the spirit of God Are you trying to make the Holy Spirit drunk or something he laughed in. but he was listening now he was listening he was listening I don't see I don't see her on on here this morning. But a TED sent me a email. And the email said, I want to thank you, um Dr. Erica, for your ministry. The email and this was somebody that uh, I met since I've been here in Dalton with the oil. Um, that's how we met. And so um she said, and and, and and when I met her, she was talking about, uh, she's been very, very nice to me um, since I met her. But she was talking about, she said, I, I, was try, I was trying to find her, I was trying to find her number. I was going to try to call her up so you could hear it for yourself. But anyway, I met her. I think that's the same time I met um, Deborah that's on here. Yeah, I did. I think it was the same time I met three deliverance ministers. Yeah. I met her at the same time. So she said, so it was one of the ladies that I met with you, Deborah. She said, um, "I've been on the, I came on the Ted line, and I've been listening to you and um, so forth. And I've, I've been," she said, "Well, my my friend, my best one of my good, good friends. I was trying to see if I had her number. Yeah, I do. I don't know if she's on here this morning." kind of early.
1: Please leave your message for five.
0: No. She ain't on here this morning. I wanted her to tell you herself. Because she said, um, she said, I need to know more about uh, deliverance. Said, I think me and my husband called. Her husband is the pastor called to deliverance. And I, I gave her the deadline. I said, "Get on the line. And from now on, I'm not even going to minister to anybody that hasn't been on the line. That's all. The days are gone. But she got on the line. And yesterday, this is—I got an email from her, and the email said, "Let me see if I can find it." Um, I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Just wanted to send a praise report. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for teaching us faithfully and delivering us. All praise goes to Jesus. I had a friend that ended up having emergency surgery Came out with a diagnosis of a rare cancer. I prayed for her as you taught me binding, loosing, casting out in the name of Jesus, and binding and loosing and casting out again. She just had some follow ups and is cancer free. Hallelujah. And I said to her, I knew you had those gifts all the time. We just had to get it out of you and into the people you're praying for. All glory to God. And then I asked her, because she's going to be moving closer to here. Brothers and sisters, I'm not wasting God's time, and I'm not wasting God's anointing on this line every morning. I'm trying to get to you what God needs you to have, brothers and sisters, so that you can be a demonstration of him on this earth. That's really what it's about. And that's all that it's about. That's all that it's about. You see... Maybe it's just the experience, but I know it's the anointing and the experience. But Shambach used to say, all you need is faith in God. And I prayed with a lady yesterday that they've given a death sentence to her. And you see, it's a Tedliner's Godmother. And I had said to the lady, as a matter of fact, I called Jessica up because the Holy Spirit said she needs to hear Jessica's testimony. And I said, but tell her about when you went to the hospital and, uh, and, and then they sent you back home. And I, told, and, I, and I had told the lady this. So now the lady is in the hospital. And yesterday they gave her a death sentence. And this is what I said to the lady. I said, whose report are you going to believe? I said, that's, that's all. And you see, when I, when I called her up to pray with her, she had so much religion in the way. And the Lord said, just back off. Just back on. I'll tell you when to pray with her, and and that's the way he does me. I don't know how he does other people, and I really don't try to get into it because it ain't my business. I am one of the one of the one of the few people I know. Few people I know. I don't want to get in nobody else's business because I'm having a time taking care of my own. I, I don't want to get in your relationship with God other than the fact of sharing with you what works, other than the fact of sharing with you how you got to reconnect to him, and then he'll do it. He, he has all the answers. But you see, some people so used to being on the phone, gossiping, talking, blah, 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 blah. I don't even, can I tell y'all something? I don't even like to talk. I don't. That's why I have as few conversations as I can. If I call you up, if I ask you something, I'm digging for something. It's something I need from God that I don't have or I need an answer or I need a witness to. And he'll tell me, call this person up. And I'll call him up. And we'll talk about Jesus, and that'll give me the answer. And then I'm gone. If they got something they want to talk about Jesus, I'm there. But the minute the conversation goes off Jesus, we don't have no conversation. Now, I know, I know, I know that might sound really strange to some of you. But you know what? When I talk to you I want God to manifest I want strength to manifest I want wisdom to manifest I want Jesus to manifest in our conversation because then I know we have right conversation. I have people call me up they want them they want they really don't really want to talk to me all they want is to try to get some information. They try to engage me in a teaching class over the phone. They try to engage me in something they want from Jesus. And so then they get mad when I say, have you talked to Jesus about this? What did Jesus say to you? What did Jesus tell you to do? Do it! That's why I say, some of you got some bad habits. You want to get everything from a man or a woman. You know what? Go to the man. The man, the son of man, who is also the son of God. He got all your answers to every question. And the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing about it is he can show you and he can put that answer inside of you as a little seed. And then that answer can grow, 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 hallelujah, to a revelation that will help thousands of people. Because see, with him, it ain't about just one of us. It's about all of us. But the devil got people so tricked. It's all about me. It's all about. That's how he, you know what? That's how he tear people down. He isolates you. And then he makes you think, oh, you're the only one with this situation. You're the only one with this problem. And so then what happens? You get in a state of emotional whatever, and you call 10 people, and they ain't got no more answer than you got. So then they come down in that hole with you. And then both of y'all are sinking in that pit. When God say... One of you should be able to pull the other one of you up out the pit, but the devil say, "Oh no, jump in the pit with them, go down to Hades with them. Oh, they have, they're having they experiencing sheol on earth. Well, jump in that hell on earth with them, and then what? We got two of you, or three of you, or four of you experiencing hell on earth, and this done spread like the coronavirus." To everybody. And what happens? This one dies. That one dies. This one dies. The devil is a dirty, low-down trickster. And he operates from a low position. But, 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 But Jesus defeated him. You know what the devil told Jesus? He said, Jesus, fall down and worship me. Father, Jesus said, are you a fool, devil? Are you crazy? Adam tried that. Look what it got him. <laughs> Jesus said, I'm the second Adam. I'm going to put in the spirit. I don't want nothing you got, devil. I don't want nothing you ever will have. And you can't give me nothing. I own everything. But you see, the devil thinks he can corrupt you. And he says so. He he don't lie about it. He say he take your mind captive. He flat out tell you in your face what he'll do to you. And some of you still fall for it. He say he blinds the minds. And some of you still allow him to do it. But yet and still, you say you going in. You're gonna go to war against him. Uh-uh. You can't defeat him with some of him in you. Uh-uh. It'll never. It'll never happen. I'm not saying I don't have him in me. That's why I do warfare all the time. I'm not saying he don't trick me or hit me. But you know what? That's why I'm in warfare. That's why I'm in the word. That's why I'm. purposefully in my heart going to defeat him because I know I have to defeat him. I know I have not attained nothing yet, but I will when Jesus comes. I'm on the winning side, I know that. I know I'm not a loser. I know that. I know I once was a loser, but I'm not a loser anymore. I'm on the winning side. What you mean? I'm saying Jesus already won. I ain't fighting no battle for God, and neither are you. God already won. He already won but Jesus said occupy until I come occupy maintain until I come maintain what I have given you steward over until I come back and then all us winners gonna be together Ain't going to be no more war, ain't going to be no more tears in this new Jerusalem. I hope you're hearing me this morning. 1 John 4 and 20 say, if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? 1 John 5 and 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath a witness in himself. See, he that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. So you see, going into this battle, God is saying in Revelation 2 and 2, I know their works. I know your works. I know your labor and your patience and how you can't bear them which are evil and how thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and have found them light. For God's sake, the fearful and unbelieving, are you hearing me? The fearful, the unbelieving, murderers, abominable, whoremongers, sorcerers, sorcerers, and all idolaters, and look what else is said: and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That is why the scripture for going into the spirit warfare is Psalm 79.9. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us, and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Know what God's answer to that is? To us going in this warfare? Malachi 3 and 5. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers And against false swearers, and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. Brothers and sisters, Jesus said, In John chapter 10, verse 25, I told you and ye believe not the works that I do in my Father's name. They bear witness of me. Brothers and sisters, inside of you is the witness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I said, inside of you is the witness. It's a witness. It's the witness. It's the witness of Jesus. I can prove it right now in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, unto the uttermost part of the earth. God is your witness, whom you serve with your spirit. According to Romans chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. The witness is in you. The witness is in you. You're the witness to a lost and dying world out here. To a lost and bound up world out here. But you see, God says, There's some evil spirits that's got to be eliminated, that's got to get the beat down so that the witness can come forth. That's you. That's you. You can't cast nothing out. You can't defeat no devil. With the devil in you. It ain't gonna happen. It won't ever happen. Your witness Jesus said. The evil one comes. But he has nothing in me. Nothing in me. That he can hold up against me that he can accuse my father of nothing. What is your witness this morning? Talking about fighting the devil. What is your witness? The evil one is here. He got plenty of help. I hope your witness is That he has nothing in me that's supposed to be your witness. That's why deliverance is so important. I'm going into warfare. Now I say I needed some help, but you can't help me if your witness is not straight with him. You can't help me if the de- devil, demon, Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub has any part or parcel in you, even through bad habits. Habits are not devils, but habits open the door for devils. Bad habits are not demons, but bad habits invite devils in. You want to know why? Because their job is to see that you go to hell. If they know you don't know and you don't believe the hell wasn't made for you. Brothers and sisters, if you're going to be praying with me, why don't you bow your head right now and repent? Repent for known and unknown sin. Any any area that the devil could use against this against you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Against you. You don't go into battle to learn how to win the battle. You should have been prepared to win the battle. You go into battle to fight and win. Not to learn how to fight. See, when I was with that medevac team in Vietnam, I told you before, it takes two men to carry a dead man. I don't have two men at the risk. So, what you do, you, you, you have to drop him. You have to write his dog tags, I mean, wrap his dog tags either around his sword or in between his teeth. You have to keep going. They have another team they're sending in to recover the dead. So I can't fight and carry no dead people at the same time. Praise God. Somebody should have taught you this before now. If they had, more of you would be free. Better late than never. Because God got to move through people like you and me. We're not perfect, but we're being perfected through faith in Jesus. This spirit warfare is for the people coming. It's to open up the doors and the gates so that they can be free. I hear people all the time talking about bound people. They bound. That's why they act the way they act. Once they get set free, just like you and me, they don't act like that anymore. But God's got to use people like us who will. Commit People like us Who will lay down their life Because they love their brother Not because it's somebody they know But because they love God And God is love And he loves everybody That he will allow him to like me. That's who God's got to use. Repent. Get rid of everything that is not of him. Get rid of everything that the devil can latch on to. Every little bad habit. Dalton, Georgia. Jesus Believers Church, home of the 10 lines. I will see you later. Bless me.